What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 311 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about the return of E3, Netflix news, and a new documentary, because I love documentaries, and this one seems really, really cool and positive and, and nice. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, first, let's get into the games we've been playing. Um, yeah, I... Don't think I've done anything new. Go figure. Uh, Game-wise. But I've watched a ton of TV over the holidays. So. Nice. Um, go ahead, LJ. Yeah, so... For video games, I have played a ton of Fall Guys since it's been out. Um, Heck yeah. Because it's free now. Yes. And yeah, so, if, if you've played it before, I, I believe I may maybe have mentioned this in passing before. But if you've played before, you get the Season Pass, which is like the Battle Pass. And so, like, now I'm, like, level 30-something. I've unlocked the Among Us costume stuff. And then now I'm shooting for Mecha Godzilla stuff, which is at the end. Um, but I've been playing a lot of it with, with some friends. And we even did a little stream where I had a few of our stream team members uh, play with me uh, a few weeks ago. And it's still super fun. I'm playing it because, like, I'm not that hot on the new Fortnite season. Um... And then the other thing I've kind of found myself getting into in a weird roundabout way is the Division 2, which is set in D.C. Um, but, uh, and it has its virus-related themed stuff, but it's been cool to get back into. Nice, uh, it's a fun looter shooter, and it's one of those games where I started playing music with, and, like, it just turns a gunfight into, like, a action scene right out of, right out of a movie, depending mm-hmm. on what song is playing. Um, so that's, that's been kind of the cool. thing I've passed the time with. Um... But yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, that's kind of what I've been up to just kind of in the past week or so. I feel like it's mostly been Fall Guys, though. So, Shelly? Yeah, I haven't played anything new. I've just... I I don't know how it got me. Freaking Stardew Valley. I have all <laughs> these friends who are like obsessed with Stardew Valley and play it all the time and spend hours and hours and hours and hours on it. And I'm like, that's just... I can't. But that's becoming me. It's You've crazy. Been bit by the bug. I have. It's like I don't understand how this game continues to like like Concerned Ape is such a good developer because I think part of it is like there's always another goal to reach. There's always another thing to do in in a game like this, usually yeah. farming games or even more life sim games in general, it's like there's not usually it's hard to find another goal to do or another thing to get or, you know, whatever. Um, and that's usually where I, like, I'm a kind of, I'm pretty goal-oriented when it comes to, to games and stuff. I, like, I need, like, a goal. I need to be, like, going towards something. Um, but now with Stardew Valley, it's kind of like, okay, well, I just, I, I'm now in year two. Um, so, again, the first time I tried playing, I stopped, like, day ten of the first season of year one. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm already, like, I, I'm just far surpassed where I was before. Um... And there's just a bunch of more things to do, which is, like, really cool. And I know the content's just, like, I, I know of even more things. Like, I haven't even unlocked Ginger Island yet. That's a whole thing. Um, and more. So I think that's all very cool. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, I, I've been playing that. And also, I have still been playing LEGO Star Wars. We're nice. really close to 100%ing it. We are... 
um, one planet away of having all of the individual planets 100%ed. That's cool. Um, but you, there's also bigger starships on top of that. They also have their own kyber bricks. Um, and there's some galaxy-wide, like, missions and things that you have to do, like, go to, like, multiple planets for. Um, for example, there's a Wookiee called the Wandering Wookiee that appears, I'm pretty sure, on every single planet. And you have to find him and talk to him. Um, on every planet in order to unlock him as a character. So, like, that's, for example, one thing that we still need to do. Um, That's always fun. Uh, But anyway, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Cool. Well, we'll Mm -hmm. get into the gaming news then. Uh, We got some exciting stuff coming out of this week, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, Exciting in in many ways. Um, Mm -hmm. The first piece of news is that uh, I'm going with this first because... Last time I mentioned this, this was leaks and rumors, but Skull and Bones did get their reveal. Uh, they did get a special live stream showcase that talked about the game. Um, honestly, it looks doesn't like so. At first, I was kind of like, "Oh, like it looks unique," and I'll check it out. But it also looks very servicey now, and it looks like yeah, looks like they had a plan, and then see if these came out, and somebody said, "Scrap the plan." And this looks very games as service oriented now, which mm-hmm. is kind of a bummer, because I don't think it needed to be. Um, like I said last time, I wanted a high seas adventure, with maybe some like multiplayer like ship battle you know possibilities. Mm-hmm. But now this is like, it's so games as service oriented. Um, but it still has a bit of a simulator aspect, which it just feels like it's in the middle of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, the crafting kind of got me. They mentioned it over and over, like how vital crafting is, and I was like, I don't really like crafting. I would rather. And it seems, and it seems like it's the crafting is going to be on a very basic level. It's probably going to be like, hey, go to this place. Here's Cut a little items, spot. Here's a little this. spot you can walk to, and here's a cutscene or whatever. You know, like I don't think it's going to be anything that in depth. Um, it looks very grindy. Yes, and that's the thing is like games of service. A lot of games, a lot of service games are grindy like that, mm-hmm. and and especially Sea of Thieves is like, um, because you know you're looking for renown in that game, and it feels like this game just took too many notes of like service games, which Ubisoft said like that's what they were gonna be pivoting to a lot, but it's just sad because I'm like, man, I wanted just a single player high seas adventure with the chance to maybe get into some multiplayer like fleet like wars or something like that. Yeah, cool. definitely. But, There's been, I've read a few different places that uh, it was when Valhalla came out for Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and they're like, man, I wish they would have just dropped Assassin's Creed and made a Viking game. And I was like, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of with this, is like, um, it would have been nice if it was just like a single-player pirate game uh, mm-hmm. that had some like, yeah. multiplayer stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, that's kind of the yeah. things that they're good at, and it would have been fun to kind of watch them branch out story-wise. And then they could have, I mean, I don't know, they could have milked up pirate yeah you know world forever um yep so we'll see i don't know yeah um yeah this definitely game looks i mean it's been in development for so long and um um the identity crisis is not the only crisis they're having here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um the reason why so the reason why i wanted to start with this too is because a few days before this dropped we got that god of war teaser trailer that also included the release date yeah. And the release date was November 9th, I believe. And then two days later, the Skull and Bones live stream happens, and they're like, "Hey, we're releasing November 9th." And then I'm just, uh, or I'm yeah. November November 8th, and then I'm just like, 
Womp, womp, womp. Like, I'm just like, you guys, you guys done messed up. <laughs> yeah. But they had, in my in my opinion, they had no idea that that was going to be announced. Right. Um, yeah. Because it just happened. I'm um, sure they were like, guys, we messed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, like, even the God of War release date faced criticism because everybody's like, oh, well, you guys don't have, didn't have a holiday game, so you wanted it to be November. Um, also, I'm pretty sure they got tired of people just being like, when's the release date? When's the release date? Um, yep. So, and then in the midst of that, like, f- like five minutes before uh, God of War stuff got revealed, Forspoken got delayed to January. So it was like Sony told Square Enix, because I believe that Forspoken is a PlayStation exclusive. They yes, probably I'm told them. Sure they probably uh, they probably quoted Ludacris and said, "Move, get out the way." Um, and so yeah, a lot of stuff has happened around this kind of war uh, announcement. Um, so a lot of craziness there this past week, and uh, God of War is going to be great. I and mean, it's it's like it's a known quantity. The story is going to be amazing. It's going to be a great game, and that's why it's like, oh, Skull and Bones doesn't even have a shot. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, nobody's gonna buy that game. Um, so, unfortunate for Skull, Skull and Bones, but hey, we're getting God of War. We have a release date for God. I'm so excited for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and at first I was of the mind. I'm like, hey, I really want to check this out. But then the more I just watched of that thing, I'm like, no, this isn't the thing no. I wanted. <laughs> so it's too bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, on some more good news, I guess. Um. E3 is officially returning in 2023. I believe somebody had said something that it was about it returning, and so I th- there was something around there. But it is official that E3 will be returning in 2023, according to the ESA. And they have actually got a uh, very well-known promotional company to do their stuff. Uh, and uh, the company is called ReadPop, and they're, they've done packs. They've done New York Comic Con. They've done Star Wars Celebration. So it's like with all that under your belt, like it's, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be, it's, I hope it's honestly one of the best E3s um, like we've had in a long time. Because it's been three years since we've actually had E3. It's taken three years. Oh. Be- yeah. <laughs> it has. Because honestly, I like, I was okay with E3 being gone, but I would still love one day for us to be able to apply for press passes for E3 and actually go to an E3. Oh, I think that would be amazing. So cool. Um be so cool. Yes. And so that that dream can still happen. <laughs> so Yeah. And and I'm excited because you know, we've, you know, obviously we've been to PAX and so we know what PAXs are like. And though all those events that Pop has done are very community oriented. And um, I think it's it, it, to me it's a good sign. Uh, at least, as some as somebody who's been to a, an event that they've that this company has done, um, so I hope the ESA just lets lets them kind of take the wheel and kind of do what people want. So that's kind of where I'm at with that E3 news. It's exciting for me, at least. Oh yeah, no, I'm hyped. Mm. Very very excited about that. Yeah, and it's always a good time. It's like when you know E3 co- when E3 comes around, you know there's gonna be big stuff like. We still had big stuff this year, but it still felt like a little like, oh, it's not E3 season. Like it's, <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's gaming. Cool. We will get into the movies then. Uh, I know you guys watched a much bigger movie than I. Uh, yes. So, um, what are your guys' thoughts? No spoilers on the new Thor movie. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I wish I liked it more. Aww. Uh, um, I'll, I'll say this. It feels very much on the same level as Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Um, very different feel, obviously. Well, right. well, on the same level as, like, quality, like how good it was for me. It's one of those things where it's like you're definitely going to see the director's handprints on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may not be the best Marvel movie, but it's the direct. It's a it's a great movie for being done by that director. Um, okay. I will say this: I, I feel like I can recommend Thor, Thor to people more than I can Doctor Strange, because because it's not a horror thing. Like it's right. And it's That's a fun true. action comedy, and like Doctor Strange has the horror thing where it's like, yeah, like I know this person wouldn't be that into all the horror stuff or the spooky stuff, you know? Yeah, but... it's it is more kind of mm-hmm. a, it, it feels more classic Marvel yes. phase, I guess. Whatever Ragnarok came out and you know, right? It's like Ragnarok came out, um, and kind of kickstarted whatever phase that was. I don't remember which one. It was either two or three, um. So it feels very much like that, whereas Multiverse of Madness felt very, very different from that. Um, mm-hmm. And even some of their other projects, like their shows and things, sometimes feel a little bit different from that. So it, it feels like that. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, I really liked Ragnarok, but I didn't like this movie that much. And so part of me is like, well, if you like Ragnarok, you'll like this movie. But I feel like I'm not <laughs> like, I don't know. But I could be an exception. I very, very well could be an exception. If you really like Ragnarok, it's, I still feel like it's very likely you like this movie. And a lot of people love Ragnarok, so... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's the best way I could describe it. Like, there are some things that they do that are absolutely really awesome and really good. But then there are other questionable things that kind of make you go, okay, why? Um, but that's I, but that, that's like yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think um, definitely... Mm. Don't even need to share any spoilers for this. Christian Bale is amazing. I think oh, yes. Christian Bale as Gore was my, definitely my favorite part yep. of the whole movie. was just him. Anytime he was on screen, he was just owning the show. And it was very, very cool. Um, yes. I like his concept as a villain. I like just his character in general. So um, that is very, very awesome. And Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. I will be seeing it probably next week sometime. I just didn't get to it this week. Um, yeah, cool. that's fine. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I like Thor. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think you'll like it, Cody. I think. Yeah, you'll... like you, you'll still like it. Like I'm not. Like, we're not saying like, oh, this is trash. Yeah, but... it's just not the best movie Marvel's ever put no. out. No. I worry, and I still think this. I think the scope of Endgame is really kind of messed with Marvel movies and our expectations. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something so epic, and then you yeah. have to, you have to dial back in some way. It's been and, hard uh, to beat. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think part of it is too. Is I was talking with my husband about this, right? And it's like where I found like a lot of people are just saying that Phase Four is bad, that, or whatever phase this is. I think it's four. They're just a lot of people are saying like this. It's just bad. Like everything's bad. I was like, well, let me think about what I have really, really, really liked mm-hmm. so far. I really like Chang Chi. Mm-hmm. I've really loved Moon Knight. And even some of the other shows, like, have been pretty good. Um, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, it's, and I haven't even watched Miss Marvel yet, but I heard Miss Marvel is still really good. So it's sort of like a, 
I don't know. I think maybe they just need to focus on these new characters. I think when they keep bringing about these old characters like Doctor Strange and Thor, it's kind mm-hmm. of like hard for me to get reinvested when it feels like so much of their story has already been told and so much has already happened with these characters that part of me wants to... I don't know. I just think I'm having more fun learning more nice. about new people rather than going back to... Especially someone like Thor. Like, even Doctor Strange, he kind of was still due for a sequel. Like, he still kind of needed a sequel, um, I think. So I'm actually not upset at all that he got one, per se. But when it comes to Thor, it's like he was still one of the very first superheroes we were introduced to. He was in the original Avengers. Mm -hmm. If you think about every single other person in the original Avengers, none of them are really around anymore. Like, none of them. For one reason or another. And he's still just around. And so I'm like, okay, why? (laughs) Even Hawkeye's story was very, like... Yeah. To himself. I mean, it was very, it was in one city. Um, the stakes right, weren't super right. high. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel without spoilers. Cool. So, yeah. Definitely and, still better yeah, than Dark World, though. Hawkeye. Hawkeye probably wasn't like the strongest of the shows either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was up yeah, there for I, me, yeah. though. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I watched a movie that uh, wasn't like crazy. Uh, it was on, it's a Hulu original. Facebook kept telling me to watch it. And I was like, okay. Um, and that's called it's called The Princess and oh, yeah. um, I don't know if people have seen ads I don't know how many people are getting the Hulu thing that was like you have to watch this movie um, but basically the story of it is um, that this princess uh, is like told that she has to marry this guy she decides not to and so he like is a bad dude and like imprisons her uh, and she basically oh. escapes uh, the tower at the top of the castle uh, yeah. And it is her violent escape um, from the top of the castle. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If you guys remember, like, Dread uh, with Carl Urban. Oh, yes. I watched that not too long ago, actually. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he's, like, the top of a mall or something, right? And he kind of works his way down. Or is he working or his way up? The, uh, working his way up, yes. Working his way up. Uh, and so it's kind of the same thing. Like, the entire movie is in this one building for the most part. Yeah, um, it's in a giant. It's in a giant apartment building that that he's in. in that's Missouri. right. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. It felt very similar to me. It, it's like rated yeah. R. It's very gory. Uh, it's very much about the uh, choreography, mm. and uh, so I, if you're, I love when movies can have like a centralized one location like that. It's fun. Yeah, I think what's really interesting is uh, you never heard learn her name. Okay. She's the princess the entire time, and I thought that was really like interesting. Uh, it was something I didn't actually notice until after the movie was over. That's cool. Um, yeah, that, that's just how deep the uh, the action is. The story really isn't that crazy. It's just we're making our way down in cool choreography. It feels very video gamey. Uh, yeah, but, I was gonna say there's movies like that that can really that can almost feel very video gamey without even trying. You know? Yeah, I don't want to give too much of the action away, but there's a point where yeah. uh, there's much people with shields on their backs. And uh, she gets them all to like get down as she jumps on each shield uh, to get across. <laughs> That's cool. It, it looks yeah. like it's straight out of a video game. That's um, awesome. So it is fun. Uh, there is some frontal male nudity, uh, kind of. It's like in a silhouette. And then uh, other than that, it's <laughs> not very, it's just gory. It's just graphic. Okay. Um, violently. It's not, there's not a ton of like nudity in it or anything. Um, right. Hour and a half long. It's fun. I would not have seen it in theaters for sure. Um, but for a TV movie, it's cool. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch anything else this week? I, I did, and I want to give it a shout-out mainly because Owen Wilson. 
Okay. Um, but I watched. Uh, so there was a recent Jalen movie that came out called "Marry Me," and it's a romantic comedy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and the in um, the trailer where she's like, she looks into the crowd, and yes. he has a sign that says "Marry Me." Yes. But he, <laughs> I want. Yes. I need to know about this movie. It's I don't on. Really it's know. on Prime. It's on. You can watch it on Prime for free, <laughs> or like, well, not just, free, but it sounds ridiculous. So, no, it is ridiculous, but in the most self-aware way possible. So she, it. I think she even produced this movie because. It's basically her poking fun at her own relationship issues because she's been in a lot of relationships and the last relationship she was in uh, was with a baseball player. And it was one of these things where it's like the whole plot is like, oh, like she's they're about to do this concert and it's so cheesy. And yes. it's, very, it's very self-aware. They have all these little celebrity cam- cameos and they got all the licensing to do all this stuff. And so she's basically, they're basically about to do this concert where... Like, they're gonna, like, get married on stage and stuff. And so she finds out midway through that, like, oh, like, he's cheating on her or something. And so she she's like, oh, to, yeah. well, I'm gonna pick somebody out from the crowd. It's so and, cool. and, and, oh, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> cheesy, but, like, purposefully. And so... Yeah, for sure. Um, and so Owen Wilson, he's there because, like, a friend of his, uh, like, she bought... Uh, I think it's Sarah Silverman, actually. So uh, the people she was going to invite couldn't go. So then she's like, oh, come to this concert with me. Bring your daughter. And then she's like, hold this at one point. And so he's got the sign up. And so she chooses him. Um, and that's like basically spoils like the beginning of the movie pretty much. But what I love about the movie the most I mean, most that's all in the trailer, the, I feel. Well, yeah, that's true. But what I love about the movie the most is like, you know, they're, they're her publicists and all her people are like, well, like, what can we do? And just, you know, what can we do? Like, we can pay him or we can do this. But he's, like, the absolutely most normal dude. And she's like, well, why not? Like, why don't I just actually, like, try to get to know him? Like, why don't I just own my decision? And so, to me, it's it's a great movie because it's, like, they're actually trying to get to know each other as people. In, mm-hmm. Which, in, like, most of these romantic comedies and movies, they, you know, they romanticize the spontaneousness of stuff like that. And so yeah. I just really love that, like... It's like they're trying to be normal people and trying to get to know each other as normal people. And then it does get back into some romantic comedy tropes later on, which are like, okay, yeah, this is a romantic comedy. Like, that makes sense. But, like, yeah. I just loved how, like, the like just most of the movie was like, no, let's just be people and get to know each other. And my mom will be absolutely happy that uh, I mentioned this movie. She's been trying to get me to watch it. Um, Heck yeah. But, no, it was... And Owen, and Owen Wilson, like, I know, like... Owen Wilson's a figure in the internet culture and the geek realm. Um, so it's just like, it was really cool to Fred to be Owen Wilson because if it was any other guy or any other like particular movie star that was a particular way, I would have been like, nope, keep me out of it. But like, yeah. he's just, he just, he's a normal dude, it feels like, you know? And it's just, it, I liked it because, because of him and because of, of like, it felt like they were trying to bring a genuine look at, you know, at relationships. And even, you know, Jennifer Lopez was taking a genuine look at her own relationship issues and being like, hey, I messed up. Um, Because, like, she's even back with, like, Ben Affleck now and stuff like that. And so it's just, like, Uh I love that it was, like, self... I love that it was so self-aware and she was basically taking jabs at herself the entire movie. That's Um, awesome. I really like that. Yes. And so there's a lot to like about it, even though it is a romantic comedy. It's like, yeah, but it just feels more special than that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of rom-coms that sort of are self-aware, right? Yes. And are sort of, like, flip the whole... Like, yeah. that's why I love Horimiya and Love is War so much, because mm. they do the same thing. With Horimiya, kind of more similar, like, it's... I mean, I get it, it is more of a romance than a comedy, I will mm. say, 
Um, there are some comedic elements, though, just because mm. most anime does have oh, yeah. some comedic elements. But um, it is very look very much looking at this like genuine mm. relationship, and it's like taking a look at the actual relationship, not just this idea that's like, oh, yes. once these two characters get together, then then it's the end. It's like no, they like get together, and they like mm. the show is like about them and about their friends and about breaking expectations, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And then obviously with Love Is War. It's like their whole thing is that they're making fun of this whole aspect where it's like, oh, like you have to get together mm. and like and you have to confess first or like having the other <laughs> yeah. person confess first. Like they take it to the they take it to the max and like make yeah. fun of it and so that's why it's yeah. like super funny. Um but I just yeah, I'm a big fan of like rom coms or even romances that are not if that's like it's it even reminds me of um one of my favorite romance movies about time i guess that's also technically a rom-com but again i kind of <laughs> see i it's like i when i think of that movie technically yes it's about a romance but it's not like so much more than that mm. <laughs> to quote the name of the movie it's about time <laughs> like it's, that's <laughs> yeah. it's that's like not i'm not even kidding that's like what it is about it's about mm. like the concept of time and like how do you use your time well how do you what do you prioritize and like mm. they introduce a romance into it I, basically i would recommend anybody watch about time it's a very very good movie it's one of my favorite romance movies in a, in a genre a live action i don't really love romances in general um <laughs> i do like rom-coms but uh this is a really good one so all that being said is Maybe I would watch Marry Me at some point. <laughs> yes, I think I <laughs> think it's I, I think it's I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, nice. Cool. And it's it's on Prime. Yeah, very mm. good. Sounds good. Awesome. What else have you been watching, Shelley? Um, I watched some pretty bad movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I watched. I'm still on our Star Wars kick. Uh-huh. So we watched because uh, last movie, last Star Wars movie we watched was um. Uh. Return of the Jedi, right? So episode six. So you just kept the going? end of the original trilogy. So we just kept going. Ooh. We went episode seven and episode eight, and I've actually seen episode seven at, um, more than twice in my life mm. before this. Um, the Last Jedi, uh, I'd only seen once before this. I think it was only in theaters. I think that's the last time I saw it was in theaters, which is like really weird to think, I think about. I think I've only seen it twice, like in theaters mm-hmm. and then a rewatch. Yeah, and we watched them back to back. We weren't planning on it. <laughs> we watched them back to back, oh, wow. and uh, I know a lot of people say that Rise of Skywalker is the worst movie. I guess some people say Last Jedi. A lot of people are still really salty about the Last Jedi. Um, I don't know. I don't really like any of them. I feel I like feel the, like... the narrative has turned on the Last Jedi. I think there's a lot of people that go, "Okay, maybe he was actually onto something." And now you know, like yeah, it's just yeah. so unfortunate. It's like yeah. if if. The entire trilogy, sequel trilogy, was just given to one guy. Yeah. Either one. Like, J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson. I think it could have been really good. Yeah. Um, If anything, I would say give it to Ryan Johnson. Honestly. But, no. Yeah, because then they spent that last movie trying to basically clean up everything that Ryan it's Johnson so did. It's so bad. So, but we actually did have a lot of enjoyment watching it because we yeah. kind of were like trying to rewrite the movies we're like ah well if i was the writer i would do this instead we would do mm-hmm. that instead so um like we were talking about how like they introduced right because this even just within the force awakens right it gets worse mm-hmm. as you watch on to different <laughs> movies but even yeah. just within the force awakens there's already a lot of, like weird issues where it's like you know raise a scavenger and that's like a really cool thing and and it's like i kind of want to see more of that kind of play into her character but after the 
first half of that movie, that entire concept of her being like a scrapper and a scavenger is completely forgotten about. Completely like, and and they never talk about, never talk about why Maz has Luke's uh, lightsaber. They never mention it. They ask, why do you have this thing? Um, she's like, good question for another time. That other time never comes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, and we were like going insane, but we're just like, well, okay, what if they like have this thing where it's like maybe Ray found something very interesting when on one of her like scrapping or scavenging missions, whether it was the lightsaber or not, but like, what if she found something important? What if she found that dagger that they introduced in Rise of Skywalker that apparently was really important? Like, what if she <laughs> found something and that is what made her relevant to the rest of the plot? Mm-hmm. Because the way she gets introduced to the rest of the plot is BB-8 randomly finds her. <laughs> randomly finds her. Yeah. And it's like... Then all of a sudden she's the most important character in the movie and it's like really weird. Um, and again, that could have been played off just fine if she was just a random person. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the J.J. Abrams movie. And yep. it's in the last movie where he's like, oh no, no, she was a Palpatine the whole time. So that makes that much worse. <laughs> and it just like, I don't know, it just yep. kind of is mind boggling. We were saying how it would be way more interesting if Rey was just another like chosen one type character just like Anakin was. Yeah. Um, and that... That could even go into the reason why there is this sort of forced dyad thing going between Kylo Ren and Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, because they never really explained that. Like, Snoke's like, haha, well, it was me who did this. But, like, I think he was lying. You're like, it just doesn't make any sense, right? So, yep. But it would have been really cool if it's like, okay, here's the actual bloodline sort of connection by the body to um, Anakin Skywalker, the, the Chosen One. We're just thinking, like, what if they took the Avatar take? Where, like, she, like, has, like, his, like, spirit. Or, you know, again, like, the Avatar. Like, she mm-hmm. is kind of, like, that. Um, and so she has, like, kind of, like, his soul in a way. If that makes sense. If people who've seen Avatar probably know what I'm talking about. Kind yeah. of like that concept. Um, and so then they, if they have a connection because it's, like, well, she's, like, the chosen one now. And, but then there's Kyle Ren who's, like, blood related to him. So he's also really important. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They could have just... There's just so many things. There's so many... I've read... The most enjoyment I've gotten from these movies is reading other people's fan edits and, like, fan rights and, <laughs> like, cool. just changing things. And, like, we're having a lot of fun being like, well, what? this didn't make sense. Well, they could have made it make sense if they did this instead. And it's just so unfortunate because really it is just, like, like I'm not trying to dog on these directors. It really was just because neither of them could have in the entire pie. They each had to have different pieces. They, and they've got on record thing. saying they had no plan, like, before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You need a plan. So it's just like really sad. <laughs> and yep. um but yeah, we watched that movie. I don't know, maybe we'll watch Rise of Skywalker. If anything, Rise of Skywalker is fun because it's literally anime. Like, okay, not literally, I shouldn't <laughs> use that word. But it's just it anime. It just is. I remember it like watching it in the theater with the lightning and all the ships around and rays there and everyone's talking to her and the, I'm like, yeah. it's anime. Yeah, it's so funny. So, um, uh, give me your anyway, probably yeah. ranted about enough. I'm just really sad that they're not good movies. I've been tempted to give that one a rewatch myself, so I may consider it, but I know yeah. it's going to be a rough ride. I think I need to watch <laughs> all of them you know. again. Watch what? All of them again. It's all yeah. nine, yeah, I, 10, 11 yeah, movies. Yeah. Do it. I did that doing, before kind of. Rise of Skywalker came out, and I burnt myself out for quite a while, so maybe it's time for <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. 
Yeah, it's so. just because, yeah, we're just still in the Star Wars cake, you know, finishing Obi-Wan and still playing through Lego Star Wars. Um, I can't believe Lego Star Wars has given some of these sequel characters more character and development <laughs> than the actual movies, but whatever. Um, yeah, I probably don't need to rant about it anymore. Well, we can get That's into some movie news then. Um, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So, um, we do have one trailer to go over today. Um, I actually want to talk about the two other news pieces first, because I think okay. we'll want to talk about the trailer a little bit more. Um, mm. So, the first thing I want to talk about is um, that apparently um, the director for Top Gun is talking to Tom Cruise about maybe making a third one. <laughs> I haven't seen I the think Top they... Gun 2, but they do not need it. I just think that they probably had no idea that Top Gun 2 was going to be as big as it mm-hmm. has been and they want to as per hollywood does they want to capitalize it on it they, they want it they to don't need it money they grab really no they, i'm they sure don't they don't it. um no and, and and you've seen top gun 2 right yes. lj yes yeah, so. they, they do not need it like this need just this needs to be just the send-off like it it really does like mm-hmm. i think they just need to leave it i mean so the thing too is like i ended up liking miles teller after a while like his character because he's the son of uh, one of the characters in the original movie which go figure um but i don't know that like the the rest of the crew in that movie doesn't really get a chance to shine much so it's like i can't say that the the, the crew of newbies was good enough to, for me to be like okay they need a sequel yeah um, so but they are but it's a it's an amazing movie and so is the first one so i i really don't think they need a sequel mm-hmm. it's like yeah. It's a good thing, but there could be too much of a good thing. Yes. And, and sometimes you just want to let good things lie. We were just talking yep. about Star Wars, you know? Like, sometimes yeah. you just need to let it be. Yeah, um, we're remaking some more old school that. movies like that. Like, the Rambo movies in yeah. Creed, and that was kind of cool. Not Rambo. Uh, <laughs> um, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Creed, oh, and those were, yeah. like, have done really well. Not as they well as Top Gun, but... And, and, and I think that... Um, and having Stallone behind those movies is what made those special. Yeah. And I think as long as you have Tom Cruise behind uh, these movies, they'll stay special. So I hope that if they do a sequel that Tom Cruise is still going to be involved in it. He doesn't have to be in it. But I think if he's involved in it, I think it'll, it's, it could still be something special. Find old Tom Cruise movies and sequel them out. I don't know. I don't know. Mission Impossible is still popping movies out. Yeah, it's crazy to me. They've gotten lucky, though, because I think I said before, though, those... Those went stale for like a short time and then they got good again. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if they did a sequel to, um, oh gosh, Few Good Men, I think that's what it's called. Oh um, yeah. I'd probably cool. watch it. Even though I've talked so many times about how I hate when Hollywood's like, oh, let's find this old series. Let's find this old movie and make mm. a sequel and mm. make a thing. Yeah. And, and there's, we're there so built on nostalgia that have now. Gone untouched. Yeah. yeah, it's like all nostalgia, man. It's so annoying. Yeah. But there's an idea that runs around mean... Facebook all the time to take bad movies and remake them. Yeah, and uh, I love that because I want Aragon honestly to be done justice. I th- yeah. I think that's you're right. I think that's what we need to do. Why try to remake or make a sequel for already good movies? Yeah. Why not just try to make concepts that were good kind mm-hmm. of in a vacuum and actually make them good? Like, sure, maybe the movie itself wasn't good, but maybe you could try yeah. again now that you mm-hmm. have the hindsight, the foresight, you have all the sights, right? You you have the technology. Um, I am more of a fan of that 
Aragami could move. be cool. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what else. There's a lot of them though. Um, a lot of '80s movies I feel like could get a remake that just didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, we're Aragon. No one's talking about Aragon. <laughs> I'm all about Aragon. That, that's all I really did want. That, I just I just want Aragon. That, when that movie came out, mm-hmm. was the book? The book series finished at that point? The book series was not finished, but the second book, I think, was out. It, it was in the height of its popularity, for sure. Well, see, because yeah. that's what I mean. It's like, and now that all the books are out, yep. then that actually gives them more direction if they were to right. try again. Yeah. But I, I kind of doubt they would, but... You can even take the last one and do a part one and part two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's how you Here, do it. Small rant. Uh... Aragon was one of my favorite book series in high school, middle school, whenever it came out. And uh, in that movie, there is a town, in the book, there is a town that is made out of stone, and it's beautiful. And in the movie, it is this, like, swampy version of Venice. Like, everything's on a pond. And it's literally so bad that, like, that town is so important for its stonework in the second book that they couldn't make a sequel because it literally wouldn't have made sense uh, to... The movie that they had made. Somebody didn't read the book. Yeah, trash. It makes me so sad. Anyways, <laughs> um, I w- I was real bummed. Uh, time for another Aragon. Anyways, Dune. Dune is a. I mean, I don't know if the Dune movie, the original movie, did really poorly or not, but uh, the new Dune was great. I mean, I think for right. its time, it was okay. Like it was cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just got to remake that. And the remake was great. Do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, so Top Gun 3, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, We are still getting Captain America 4. Um, We just got our director confirmed for that. Let me double check his name. He is the director for Cloverfield Paradox. That's his most popular thing. He also uh, directed Loose, which I've never heard of. But same as Julius Ona. He's a uh, Nigerian-American filmmaker. So cool, um, Captain America Four. I guess that's just gonna be like a sequel to the show. Yeah, I yeah. mean Anthony Mackie's uh, yeah. gonna be in it. I'm yeah. unsure how important the show will be. I don't know if the show. I still feel like the show was filler, uh, and okay. that it'll yeah. kind of be based more off of what we saw with uh, mm-hmm. just at the end of Endgame. Um. Or would it be? Yeah, Endgame was the last one, right? Then you were in that Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which isn't a lot of information, but I think like that whole show was on how he becomes Captain America, and like you could watch those movies yeah. without that show and still get the context of what's going on. I think um, you're right. We'll see. I'm yeah. kind of hoping that the show does add value enough value yeah. to the uh, movie, but I feel like I it's mean not the show was meant to pass the torch for sure. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of like. It, it, it shows him sort of training. Um, it shows mm-hmm. him more as a character. It shows Bucky off more as a character in their relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Introduces a kind of weird villain, and that was all strange. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think um, that's probably for the best too. If mm-hmm. they just introduce him, he's like, "Yep, he's Captain America. He's been doing this for a little bit now, um, mm-hmm. and he kind of knows the ropes. And now yeah. he has a new problem to tackle. Um, and also, Bucky's probably still around because." <laughs> I say we that, love though, Bucky. And I feel like Doctor Strange would have maybe been a little confusing without seeing WandaVision. But I still don't think so. I think if you would have watched it... It would have been like, really oh. confusing, I think. 
Do you think so? Yeah, I, I think, think it kind of explains everything. I think everything. it would be really confusing because. So maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier will. Yeah, because because Wanda's whole arc is assuming that we watched WandaVision, which most people did. Yeah, I guess the yeah, kids would be kind of. You were did. like, "Where did she get kids? What, what are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, what the frick is the dark going part, on here? I'm and like, also just when he. Yeah, when he talks with her and says, and she's like, "Oh, are you here to talk about this thing?" Yeah, He's like, I'm not here to talk about that thing. You. So it's yeah. like, okay. Um, yeah. So maybe it'll have more payoff than I think it will be. Uh, I kind of hope yeah. so. I mean, there's a lot in there. There's a, uh, you know, we've got I can't remember the kid's name. Um, uh, there's two of them that could be sidekicks. Uh, yeah. There's a guy that got Falcon's old outfit, and then that's right. Oh, I can't remember what his yeah, name is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They go to the, like, black Captain America's house. I can't remember. He was a super soldier. Yeah. Um, his kid in the comics gets tra- blood transfusion, and he gets his power. Oh, it's a Patriot. Yeah, or I think Patriot. The Patriot? That might be it. Something um, like that, yeah. And so that's another thing they're talking about. Like, maybe for Young yeah. Avengers, he'll be in. Uh, so it'd be cool if he made the yeah. movie. But yeah, we'll and then even to see John Walker again somewhere, I would really like to see what they do with that with John yeah, Walker. Yeah, I could see that. Um, like he's a character you kind of love to hate. That's true. Kind of want to see what else they do. I'm excited to see. Yeah, him in you know what? That movie did kind of leave off with some implications or movie. I'm sorry, series. That yeah. series kind of did. Also, it's really weird for me to think back to how that show ended and how it also connected to Black Widow. Yeah, remember yeah. that? I yeah. was like. And that also connected to Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Connected to both. So weird. Um, yep. Yeah, that's weird to think about. That's true. Hawkeye would have anyway. been super confusing if you'd not seen yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Maybe I'm. Maybe there'll be more implications than I realize. I think this cool. is why Thor and Doctor Strange feel so weird, is because everything else is going really hard on connecting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we need to get a Thunderbolts Something's movie. Off. I'm excited. Something's off for sure. Uh. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that trailer I mentioned, it's for oh, yeah. The Day Shift, which is a Netflix original. It has Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco. Um, it looks really cool. I don't know. It looks really fun because it's like about vampire hunters in modern day. I but hope there's like... a Morbius joke. <laughs> Morbid it's like, time. Uh, it's Morbid time. <laughs> and it's, I love how it's set in LA and Snoop Dogg's in it. Like, it's going to be very, like, West Coast heavy influenced, like, for sure. Yeah. I just think it's like. I just hope it's not very bright esque. No. No, I don't it doesn't think so. look like. It doesn't yeah. look like it. That's what's crazy to me is that it's yeah. like a concept where I've, when I watched this trailer, I was like, how come no one's ever done this yet? Where it's like mm-hmm. they take something that is technically rooted in fantasy, but they bring it to the modern world, but it's not like they bring all this other stuff to the modern world. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, all this other fantasy. And maybe they would in that. It's like from the outside world, it just stuff. probably looks like he's just murdering people, you know? like Yeah, yeah he's just, he's just like, but then he like sells the teeth to get money and that he makes it's <laughs> yeah. a business. It's not just like a, you know, like Castlevania, or you know, it's not like oh, we just need to destroy these vampires for the good of the yeah. world. He's like, mm, it's a business. It just happens that yep. they are also murderers, so it's like good business because people want <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Um, and so it. it's like he's he's trying to support his family. He's trying to, and I don't know. I'm just like that's actually really smart. It looks, it's, it John looks Wick like a... people are involved. I don't know. Yeah, uh, who from John Wick? I didn't look so that fun. up. But... 
It's probably the choreographer and like the writer and stuff. Yeah, like it would be my guess. Um, like the choreography fun. and the stuff they already showed looked brilliant to me. Like it yeah. already looked like they're doing some cool stuff with the action. There was a post on Facebook, yeah. uh, kind of a sidebar on this, uh, that I loved. It was about a, a guy becoming a vampire but not knowing that he became a vampire. So he's telling his friends, he's like, I don't know, I just get a wicked sunburn when I go outside. And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm allergic to garlic. It's kind of this new thing. Uh, he's like, when tongue Bro. just swells out real bad. And then uh, it was so like, funny. why don't you ever go to someone's house unless they invite you? You never like want to go do anything. And he was like, I don't know. That's just polite. I just feel like I need to. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That's so funny. But yeah, it's just, and it's even fun. They have a Twilight joke. that's just like, this isn't like Twilight. This oh, isn't like that This out. isn't like New Moon. And he's like, why do you know all of the titles? I love the Dave Franco. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love that. That's so funny. Yeah, it looks um, really funny. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It just like looks like a fresh, cool idea. So yeah. and that's um again coming to Netflix. Yep. Definitely exciting. Alright, we will get into yeah. TV news then. I've seen so much TV. Um There's been a should... lot of TV. Yeah. It's just been a lot. For me to have more to talk about in movies and TV than video games recently, it says a lot. Like, yeah. I've been Crazy. watching so much, too. Uh, the obvious one, uh, 4th of July uh, week, I guess. We got it, some Stranger like Things. Right before. Yeah. The Friday, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the first two. Um, I watched it all that night, and uh, I, I don't know. show's great. I'm glad we're getting another it season. Me, it took me two days, because I watched the first volume on Friday night, like late at night. Oh, wow. And I saw and I saw the length of the volume two, and I said, yep, I'm saving that for tomorrow. <laughs> we had seen I it watched... all before volume two came out, and so volume two came out. We yeah. watched volume two in one night. Well, well no, that's I what I mean, watch... as far as like the last two episodes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you were a little like, late. I watched it, so. every every episode. I watched on a different day. I don't think I. I don't think there was a single. Maybe the first couple episodes in season four, like part mm. one, I watched on the same day. But every other one, they were like such long episodes that we would always watch. I, I did blaze days. through those first seven episodes, but it was those last two. That You're probably I able to absorb a lot more that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one problem with binge watching is you watch so much of it that you forget so much information by the end of it. Mm. Um, you don't get to really process the things that are going on in the show. Uh, For sure. I don't know. Yeah. I Good show. love the show. It's just the Good quality show. met expectations, um, surpassed expectations for me, as I was like, it's not really going to be that good. I have thoughts about like the end, how they kind of like wrap things up, but overall, like it was amazing. Like, yeah. Really. Glad uh, that we're getting another season. I'm glad. That, I like the way that they set up another season. I'm glad it's going to be the last one because, as we've just talked about already, sometimes too much of a good there there can be too much of a good thing, mm-hmm. and I honestly think Stranger Things can fall victim to that. So yes. I'm really yeah. glad that they're just going to do a season five, and it sounds like um, they're going to have kind of like the old gang back together again. Mm-hmm. It's going to. Um, I read this interview, or at least I heard from this interview that um, the Duffer Brothers were saying that it's going to be. They're hoping for it to be kind of a Return of the King esque ending, which I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah. cool. That'd be awesome. So, I'm really excited for season yeah. five. I just think I read it's gonna be 2024. Yeah, I gotta wait a couple it's years. Out next year, I'm which is like, fine. Well, Give which, them time. It is fine because at least they're so telling long. us. I, I yeah. think they said they're. <sighs> did they mention something of a time skip, or was that implied? I that think there is gonna be one. I mean, there has to be, right? But yeah. I guess I didn't know if it was confirmed or not. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, they could. I, I remember the reading other, something but... about a time skip, but it um, could have been just been people theorizing. Yeah. I thought that season four was going to be more than they needed. Um, when we had season three, they were talking about season four is going to be last. So I was like, okay, uh, good, because right. season three yeah. felt kind of. I feel like season three wouldn't fall flat, but it was not as great as the other two seasons, and it was kind of like, yes. all right, we need to get this done um, yep. soon. I agree. And then. Season four, I, I guess we, maybe just because we missed it so much um, when it came back. It was so I feel exciting. like season three had to happen for four to be so good. Though, Definitely, too, yeah. Yeah, and I think season four, again, like, I, I think the, the feelings I got from season four were very reminiscent of the feelings I got for se- from season one. Yes. Which, like, yeah. season one, outside of this season, I don't know which one that would rank first. I have to rewatch the show, honestly. It makes it me want to rewatch the show. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's entirely, essentially, um, released the first three seasons. Ooh. But I might do a rewatch um, before five comes up. Yeah, I guess I'll have to. Um, <laughs> but it's like those same feelings I had for season one when I loved that show so, so much. Um, like, it, that kind of got reignited with season four. It didn't mm. even get reignited with season two or three, in my opinion. Mm. Like, it was like it season one is what I think of when I think of Stranger Things and now when I think of Stranger Things I'm thinking of season four um, and I think that's probably the sign of a good show. And I want yeah. to clarify too I didn't think season three was bad by any means. It was just getting to a yeah, point where I was no. like okay I think we're seeing a lot of the same things we need to finish this up it was the weakest, before it ends up I being think, too much. The three. Yeah. And season four then I'm like okay now I'm in. Bring it back. Yep. Let's do it again. Yep. Um, yeah but I'm excited stuff. for it to end in a, in a really good satisfying way yes. and not for it to have it get dragged on and dragged Don't on or eventually cancelled. Right. That's just both of those are so heartbreaking when it comes to shows. That I, you I like. still think they can't get away from some of their own tropes, but that's not like a bad thing. Also, like I'm like okay, I should yeah. have expected that. Mm-hmm. No, for <laughs> sure, I, I I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, good show though, good mm-hmm. show. And for anybody out there who's like kind of like maybe watched season one or episode one of Stranger for a str- oh my gosh, I can't speak. For anyone out there who watched the first episode of this newest season, season four, and you're thinking that might be too scary. I want to assure you that now that we've seen all of it, Ooh, that is still by was, far the scariest episode. It was my very opinion. heavy, yeah. <laughs> like, that first episode was scary. After yep. you've gotten that, like, you'll be fine the rest of the show. Like, I had mm-hmm. to tell my parents that because they watched the first episode and were like, we, we, I don't know. But it's also funny because they're also like, yeah, well, we're watching Ozark. And I'm like, this is not as bad as Ozark. I'm telling you. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you. So... Yep. Anyway, just if anyone's nervous about that out there, season the, the first episode really just kind of lays it on you, and then the rest of the show, you, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I did. I mean, I kind of had that feeling that uh, I have a friend who hasn't watched it. Um, and so I was like, you'd probably like the first few seasons. It might be too scary at this point. But you're right. It was kind of that first episode. Kind of just set a tone, I feel like. Exactly. It did set the tone. 100%. Uh, yeah. Now that you say it. You're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, Dang, this got dark. Um, mm-hmm. But then I remember, what was her name um, that dies in the swimming pool in the first season? Barb! Oh, the character that's not as good as everybody. Um, Barb. Yeah. Barb. Yeah. Barb. yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a pretty scary moment in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was a yeah. horror movie death. Yeah. Sorry, I still like... have beef with people who think she shouldn't have died. She was a horror movie death. That's all she needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, completely on the opposite end of, of TV shows. I've been watching Miss Marvel. Uh, LJ, you've been yeah. watching too? Yeah, I really liked the, this preview, this past episode. Yeah, me too. It, uh, I don't know. They said that they were going to try new things. I liked kind of, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, I kind of like what they did. And uh, mm-hmm. it kind of conflicts with other rules and other movies uh, in the Marvel Universe. So that was kind of weird. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that it it's done differently and therefore the rules can be different. 
Um, yeah, that's a real obscure and like broad way of saying that. But uh, yeah, I like that the the show. What I, my worry when we started the show was that it was going to be very much like Disney Channel, um, mm. like Lizzie McGuire meets the Marvel Universe, and uh, it really hasn't been that. It's been mm. Lizzie McGuire. Most people don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You just made me feel old by saying that there's people who don't know what that is. Yeah, I was like, You're that's. Right, though. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know any of the newer shows that would be like that, but very like Disney esque uh, yeah. kids show, teenager show, and uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like that. I felt, I felt like Homecoming was more Disney Channel than this show is. Yeah, it's gotten very. It, it feels like Marvel um, in a good way, and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Watching her grow as a character, too, has been really cool. Mm -hmm. And watching her family, too, kind of grow with her, too, has been cool. Yeah, character development's been really awesome. It Mm -hmm. it, it did that cool thing, you know, I mentioned at the top, uh, not the top of the show, but when we started talking about Miss Marvel was, uh, my complaint was that we didn't have a villain. Um, I think because of that, they were able to really focus on the character development. It wasn't so Mm -hmm. much about, um, you know, this person versus this person. There was, it's more muddled than that in a really fun way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think now we're, we're starting to get the hero. I think it's interesting, too, though, that we haven't gotten, uh, this might give a little bit away, but we haven't got the Miss Marvel costume yet. And so, in that way, it's kind of following, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and that stuff. I mean, think about it, too. Like, at the end of, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they didn't really get their stuff towards the end, either. Yeah. It's kind of like a... a Marvel thing to do. Um, it's building up to their moment, their ultimate hero moment. Is yeah, what it is. So that's been really cool because it feels like she's just getting like pieces to that costume yes. throughout. Um, yeah, I do kind of like that. Yeah, now that you mention it. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else I can add without giving anything away. LJ, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the build up has been like there's been some episodes that have been better than others. But it's like now it's like I feel like they've they've done the thing where they've always that they've been doing is where like there's things you build they build up and they bring up that you're like, okay, how's this gonna affect a later episode? And then so now it's like they're finally building mm-hmm. towards that. And I think there's only one more episode this week and that's it. Yeah. A lot of unanswered mm-hmm. stuff. We'll see if they are able to do it. I really wish that these, these shows, shows would have like two hour long finales. Uh, because it Strange. seems like they're oh, so rushed. They need to do. They need to do what the Duffer Brothers did and give, and give their shows either a few more episodes, or or a bit more time. Like I'm mm-hmm. okay with some hour and a half long episodes as like finales or. Something. Yeah, an hour and a half would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like each, mm-hmm. the finales in almost every show that we watch so far has almost seemed rushed. It's like they put all of their budget into like a 45 minute situation. And then they put a lot of budget into, like, the end credit scenes and all that. Crap yeah. Too, so it's like... Like, it's good, um, but it yeah. just is quick, and it's like, oh, it's over now. Um, yep. I felt like that, I think, with all of the episodes that we've seen so far, so... Mm-hmm. Um, LJ, you'd watch a little bit of Dragon Prince? Oh, yeah! Um, oh, I watched show. I watched the whole first season within, like, a week. Yes, um, sir. Mm-hmm. I forget what pulled me. I mean, not only having you guys talk about it recently, but there was just something else where that made me go, you know what, I'm going to watch this. Um, I found out I was only three episodes in uh, whenever I went back to it, and I was like, oh, wow, I really didn't give this much, uh, give it a chance much. Um, I love how the plot is very self-contained. It's not trying to be this grand thing all in one season. So there was things that I thought were going to happen like quicker than they were, but like I love the pacing. 
Um, it's yeah. very, it's it's very deliberate, and it's not like, okay, here we're going here uh, to this kingdom or this place one episode, then we're gonna go here one episode. It's like no, they're actually like spending time in yeah. a one place for quite a while and mm-hmm. things like that. They're they're taking their time, and so it feels like it's much more of a personal journey than like okay, here's this Lord of the Rings like plot like, or whatever. It's not this like sprawling you know story we're telling. Um, but it has a lot that's like we have not I mean at least I haven't seen the two season I've seen a few episodes of season two now but it's like I feel like they're really taking their time in getting before they get going with certain things at least as far as I've seen um but then things that have happened where I'm like oh like that's so cool like this thing you know like there's and there's some cool stuff happening and there's some great character development like I really love the character development yes yes Uh, but they do best I'm, I'm a sucker for yes. good characters and character development, and Dragon Prince mm-hmm. has that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like they do the Avatar thing where it's like, oh, like, just because they're not on the good side doesn't mean they're, you know, they're specifically, like, evil. Like, yeah. the, the, line, the lines are blurred because at least, I mean, I'm saying this because at least, like, I haven't seen it as far as you guys have, but with, um, what is it, like, Claudia and, like, Soren or whatever? Yeah. Like, I know technically they're on the opposite side, but they don't feel like they are. Like, I, feel, right. I get very Zuko... I get very Zuko vibes from them. Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to stay that way, you know? Like, at least as far as I know. So, I, I love that. They um, do a really good job. Like, the bad guys don't think they're the bad yeah. guys. Like, they're really... Yes, yes. And I love that, too. Like, and they're not even driven by, like... They're just... It's kind of like they're just doing what their dad says right now, and they don't really necessarily want to. You mm-hmm. know, like... I just I, I love that so I, I love those uh, yeah characters are amazing in this show wonderful show so. probably one of my favorite yes. things on Netflix I can't wait for more yep I'm gonna try to finish season two before next week <laughs> which I probably will another great show on Netflix is the Umbrella Academy um, it is a mature show but it is the wonkiest craziest like chaos most chaotic show I've ever seen um, I don't really know how else to put it uh, they have a seed where they have a character um that just appears and they're like oh when did she get here and the other character goes i don't know and then they just go on with the story with no explanation and it's like that's weird like i wouldn't have probably even questioned when she got there yeah but then i was like wait a minute the, how they pointed it out yeah I'm like how did she get here yeah. it was like they knew the audiences would ask and they were like so we're just gonna say it and we're not gonna care I'll give you an explanation because we don't need to. Um, See, then stuff like Star Wars gets flack for doing like that, doing stuff like that too. But they call themselves out on it. Um, well, yeah, well that's good. Yeah, which makes it fun. Yeah. Like they're very self-aware with it. He's like, I don't know, and yeah. it was like, no, no, now you have to tell me. Doesn't matter. Keep moving on with the story. Um, <laughs> it's you know, I, I feel like the difference that with Star Wars is like we'll tell you someday, and they never tell you. And they don't. Yeah, that's true. So true. This show is like true. you don't need to worry just about like, that. I feel like other shows and movies would not get away with that, but I feel like Ad- Umbrella Academy does. Yeah, just because it's so it's chaotic the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The season three starts out uh, insanely. I don't want to give anything away. It's just ridiculous, um, and it'll. It's a good reminder of what the show is. You don't really have to watch the other two seasons. Uh, you need to see them, but you don't need to like go back and look at like recaps or something. Um, you will get the okay, tone of this show. Know. Yeah. You'll get the tone yeah, of this like, show. I, I've been mean to watch more and like watch this new season, but I'm like, I need a recap. I don't know what, I don't remember what's going on. I don't remember. Like... I think there is a recap uh, in the beginning. Okay. Um, you might want that. But as far as the tone goes, you'll be yeah. like, oh, 
this show's ridiculous. I don't really need yeah, to know. Netflix does a good yep. job at catching your brain up with those little like recap things. Like, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yep. It's so silly. Um, yeah, that's all I can give. Klaus is still my favorite character, uh, possibly of any show. He's just wonderful. Um, for those who don't know what the Umbrella Academy is, I guess Gerard Way, uh, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, made a comic book called Umbrella Academy. And for what I've been reading, I haven't actually read the comic books, but I guess they're more uh, comic booky. They have more superheroes versus villains kind of thing. Um, but the main idea is that these kids are just kind of all born at the same time uh, in 1989, I think. And then they all have powers. Uh, and they all are born very supernaturally. Um, the women just get pregnant and have a baby within like seconds. And uh, then this guy, this rich man, uh, adopts as many of, of them as he can. And he gets seven of them. And they are uh, these misfit children. Uh, they're like in their 30s now. And uh, they're terrible superheroes. They all have powers. It's mm. a lot of fun. I think uh, Gerard Way is actually heavily involved with the show, too, uh, from what I heard. Yes, I believe so. Um, as far as like the musical selection, it, he has to be because mm. uh, the music is so eclectic in the show. Some kind of producer role or some kind of role like that. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, if you want just wonkiness, it is Loki on um, like hopped up and mature. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> um, so much fun. I love it. So cool. Yeah, we'll get into the TV news. Uh, we got a few different things here. Uh, I guess we'll start with the trailer last two, or end the, with the trailer. So this is what Shelly did. We'll follow along with that uh, and start with yeah, Net, uh, Disney Plus. We've got a little bit more news for Echo. <laughs> Net Disney Plus. <laughs> oh wait, I messed up. It should have been Netflix first. Oh well. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Netflix Plus, whatever. <laughs> Disney Plus oh, has so Charlie scary. Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio returning for Echo um, before they have their Daredevil show, and I think that's great. Um, yep, sign me up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really care. But I didn't know what Echo was before, but then when I heard Kingpin was involved, uh, like uh, for when we watched Hawkeye, I was like, "Ooh, okay." And then now, like that, that Charlie Cox is going to be in it now too. Like now that all this stuff is happening, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yes, give me this." It is really cool. I uh, kind of like that, you know, like the senses, right? So, like, he's blind and then she's deaf. Uh, giving everyone just kind of, um, I don't know, um, a spotlight is a really cool thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, so, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I love Charlie Cox's Daredevil, so I'm, I'm just want more of him. I don't know how much we're actually going to get of him in the show. I know they're not real. I, I think it's supposed to be, like, the main villain. Yeah, I also just like Echo. <laughs> so. Yeah. Echo's cool. Mm, I think even just that. She, she ended cool. up being a more interesting character than I thought she would mm-hmm. be. Like as far yeah. as, I don't know if like her own show worthy, obviously, like yet, but but she was cool in Hawkeye. Yeah. Yes. It's weird to make her a hero after making her a villain, but that might be. Yes. You know that character development we were talking about could be cool. Exactly. Um, and then I did do this backwards. Netflix is making a show, um, for for better or worse. And that show is Death Note, um, which they Ooh. Netflix made a movie of Death Note, what? and it wasn't uh. great. Um, so I don't super love this idea, but the Duffer Brothers' new uh, production company, uh, which is called Upside Down Pictures, is going to be making it. The Duffer Brothers, if you don't know, uh, are the directors for Stranger Things. 
<laughs> if you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess some people don't. But <laughs> obviously, I trust them because obviously they've done such a great job with Stranger Things. Yes. But also, I just really get tired of people trying to make live action westernized versions of yeah manga and anime i'm just really tired of it please stop (laughs) cease cease now (laughs) and if they if they give i think cody mentioned this earlier if they give the duffer brothers like full reign to do kind of whatever i think they could do some real cool stuff with it and kind of make it their own like you were saying um I don't know if I would want it to be like specifically about Light and L and all that. Like, if see, that's kind of me. Make it a I, new story or something. I think just taking the concept of, um, you know, you write in this book and that person dies, mm-hmm. and then making kind of a horror show based on that could be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a different Death Note, a different. Um, oh, I don't remember the names of the demons, but you know, like the yeah. uh, yes. Like, like Ryuk and stuff. I don't need um, Ryuk to be in this. Like I don't need William Defoe to play Ryuk yeah. in this. We could even have them do. They could do the sequel because the sequel already has oh. Donald Trump in it. What? <laughs> they made a manga sequel. Oh yeah. And really? apparently, it's actually quite good. I've never read it, but all I know is that Weird. apparently Donald Trump is in it, and I think That's he. Funny. I don't know if he kills Donald Trump, but he might. Um, <laughs> with the death note. Um. This is also but promising. It's, it's not light. It's some other guy. I think Ryuk is still in it. Yeah, it's um, a new some character. Other guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a guy who's like actually just better than light. Like, oh, they he's totally a better person. Do, they could totally so. do it off the sequel then. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly this is not going to have anything to do with the movie. Uh, and that would be good. Well, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is also kind of promising. The production company... Um, Although it's made by the Duffer Brothers, it's going to be led by Hillary Levitt, Levitt probably, uh, who has worked on shows mm-hmm. uh, such as Orphan Black and then Ozark, um, which have kind of that suspenseness to yeah. them. Yes. So. Yep, I, that makes sense. I think that would work really well with Death Note if Death Note doesn't have a big looming oh, yeah. anime-looking demon uh, CGI into it. Yeah, I think. Yep. I, I think it would be cool to have a kind of like Final Destination situation and you like write it in the book and then what you write in the book happens yeah. and then it's like a murderer out there doing it and they gotta catch the murder. I don't know. That could be cool. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, I don't need a sequel to the movie. There's a lot of cool options they could do. I just don't know that anybody will be pleased with anything that the, that gets done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the final thing, this is kind of, it's really positive to me. It's a documentary. And I love documentaries like this. Um, but it's a, a documentary about industrial light and magic, um, yes. which is a special effects company. Uh, yeah. They kind of pioneered like most modern special effects, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. The documentary is called Light and Magic, and it is six parts, LJ had mentioned. Uh, yeah. comes out July 27th. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, George Lucas made this company basically for Star Wars because he didn't have a production company, a special effects they didn't. <laughs> company. Yeah. So he was like, I guess... We're just going to get a bunch of engineers and, and make one. Um, yeah. And then it's become this super renowned thing. I didn't know they created Photoshop, um, or what is now Photoshop, at least. Uh, that's Whoa. mentioned just in the trailer, and I'm like, what else can I learn? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, special effects have what, changed. Yeah, what is a little bit funny about this, a little bit topical, is that I've seen... Um, there's an interview where Taika Waititi and Tessa Thompson... Um, kind of like pick through I maybe other Marvel movies but at least um, 
Thor 4, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of pick through and sort of make fun of the special effects and see like, oh, you know, is this like, this doesn't look like real at all or whatever. Um, and a lot of people have been getting mad about it because... Um, you know, just workers in the industry have been sort of, like, raising their voices, like, hey, this is actually, like, mm-hmm. it, it's similar to how, um, to, like, the same type of burnout and same type of conditions that a lot of, like, big game developers yeah. it, mm-hmm. are, are sort of facing. It's kind of a similar thing where it's, like, these VHS, yep. uh, VFX artists are um, getting pushed to a limit and not being appreciated. And so a lot of people are, like, looking at this video that of of the director and one of the lead actresses in this like multi-million dollar movie uh, making fun of it and are getting really like mad about it um yeah but i mean not to say that light and magic has anything to do with that per se but i do think it's a little bit funny i do think it's a little bit ironic how they're like yeah. well let's talk about you know this production company and like this um and these yeah. artists from you know back in the day and like how it kind of brought up to things how to, how, how they are today but then also yeah. like Disney also still just relying too much on these artists, but not respecting them enough and making fun of their work. Like it's just kind of funny to me. So um, I think it's I think it's interesting too because I wonder if Taika and Tessa Thompson. I wonder if they're both. I wonder if they're just mocking fans in particular too. Because right, I think that a, could I think have been their of, angle. A lot of people are always like, "Oh, the CGI looks bad, and this looks like it this way," you know. But in my yeah. mind, I'm like. Okay, like we say that, but also, do we really know how the sauce is made, and do we really know how it's done? For like, sure, yeah. But so, and, and that could have been really their intention the whole times. I just know, yeah, I just know a lot of people, mm-hmm. like even people who have worked in that industry, who used to work for Disney and got pushed out of the industry because yep. of the way Disney has been so demanding. Yeah, um, I, are not a liking it. VFX artist, I think, that spoke out recently from yeah. some headlines I saw earlier today. Actually, I would hope they exactly. touch on that. My expectation, if they do, would be that Disney would be like, but now we're good people. And, uh, you know, have everyone say how great they are. Um, but I would hope that they at least touch on, you know, the long hours and the, the abuse. And and ILM does more than just Disney and Marvel. They do, it's all of Hollywood, basically. Yeah, they I mean, they are for. it now. They're the all-stars. But Disney putting it on, I would assume that there's got to be a little bit of a bias. We'll see. Oh, well, of course, because it's George Lucas's company. Right. Uh, exciting like, hey, hey. And that comes out like i said july 27th yep i'm excited for it it, cool. it did give me like a lot of nostalgia and just like oh like yeah it give me good feels mm-hmm. we will uh, end the podcast though then are we geeking out about anything else this week um, not that i can think of I, I didn't get to watch it live, but Summer Games Unquick did happen this last week. Um, oh yeah, or the week before. So I've been I've been I I totally missed it. I didn't even realize it was happening, or else I would have watched Same. more. Um, but I'm I'm going back and I'm rewatching um some of the some of the runs for some of the games I'm interested in. Was really what's a very uh, interesting run in particular that I watched recently is um the Super Mario Sunshine run, uh, 120 Ooh. star, uh, which you know. That in itself is not that that interesting. Like I think they've done that run before. They at least on any percent, but um, mm-hmm. one hundred twenty star. I don't know. Like it's a fun game, but the runner, like 40, 45 minutes into the run, loses all of his lives, oh. and he didn't save, and uh-huh. he has no backup save, and he start he has to start over. But but it's like with the support of like everyone behind him. What they end That's up doing crazy. is making it. They turn it into a challenge run where um, they just see, you know, oh, how many stars can you get with the rest of the time that we already allotted for you? Um, 
So, and then people kind of chime in. They're just like, oh, well, I'll donate for this much for every star you get. Um, and so actually, like, in the end, like, got more money than it probably would have otherwise, um, which is, like, very wholesome. Um, that, and I've watched uh, the Amori speedrun. Amori, I've talked a lot about. That's oh, such yeah. a good game. That's on, on um, Game Pass now. And what's cool about that run is that it, it actually doesn't spoil tons of the game. It does spoil some of the game, but not, like, tons of the game. So you can still, like, kind of watch it and still... Um, get a good experience if you want to play for the first time. So, I don't know. If if you if you like speedruns like me, uh, it's good to have all those. They've I think they've uploaded all of them at this point. So nice. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, but I heard I don't know if it was from this past one, but apparently there was a run that was apparently faked and it was all pre recorded video. Really? Ooh. Yeah, I have to look and see. Uh, like I think it was recent. I oh yeah, I need, I need to hear about that. I need I'm to look that up. <laughs> I would be surprised because this one. I wouldn't be as surprised if it was one of the past ones in the last, like, year or two because they've been all online. The, what's mm-hmm. crazy about this last one is that it actually was in person again and people wore masks and stuff. Um, so mm. that's, like, cool. Um, because it's all, I mean, obviously I'm still watching online. Most people watch those things online. But I do think it's more enjoyable when there's, like, a crowd behind them, like, cheering them on and stuff. Um, it feels a little more grounded than just, like, a guy with a webcam and, like, you hear a couple people and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's... That's not good. Let's see. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance was the game showcased at SGDQ 2022. Oh boy! Yep. Yep. I'll need to look into pre- that. It was pre-recorded. Oof. Hmm. That's yeah, funny. Yep. Anyway. All right. That's it. Well, mm-hmm. we'll end it there then. Uh, Shelly, yeah. where can you find they find you at? Um, you can find me on Twitter at the shellshock24. And LJ. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJ the Paladin, and streaming on our Twitch channel on Friday nights, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. And you can always find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. You can see my new dog. Got a new dog today. Yeah. Dog. I'm so excited. She's so cute. Yeah. Uh, friends of ours are moving and they needed to, uh, couldn't have her anymore. Uh, she's queer. Anyways, uh, <laughs> keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. Oh!